0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the TSG Podcast. Just a huge disclaimer before we begin that all content produced on this channel is for education and entertainment purposes only. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Surrounding Game Investing Podcast. And this is the idea of the whole podcast is to pretty much understand what's happening globally and so our first thing that we're going to be talking about today Sean is with me what are we talking about today? We are talking about working from home
1: and the various controversies (laughs) and hubbubs around that.
0: Working from home I love this topic oh my gosh okay so how how are we going to start this conversation because with the whole COVID pandemic happening the last uh, two three years now um, a lot of workplaces have began to adopt a hybrid type of modality, but we were initially fully working from home. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it will be I think it will be a good idea if we actually gave our own personal opinions first. I don't know. I have I have uh, mixed feelings about it. You have a mixed feeling. Okay. So, did you like working from home then? Um, I.
1: So my. Uh, working from home situation. I worked at a large entertainment company that shall not be named. I was a contractor. I worked <laughs> at, um, I started off in a cubicle mm-hmm. and that was not bad. You know, the, I did not have privacy in the cubicle, but I had a kind of psychological privacy where I had kind of three walls mm-hmm. and I had a mental space within to work but then i could uh stand up and talk to the other people on my team Mm -hmm. um and that was a i think for me that was the best work situation for a lot of people i think that was now cubicles sort of became a symbol of like office space and um people didn't like the symbolism of cubicles and especially because it symbolizes being at work and a lot of people Mm -hmm. would like to be on vacation instead um so for whatever reason people who run businesses decided we need to get rid of all the cubicles
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: i I don't know if a lot of businesses are actually using cubicles anymore um so the business i worked at they decided to switch to an open office plan Hmm. where there's a gigantic room and everyone's in there talking on the phone at the same time and there was no division at the level of a person's head or mouth. So, so it, the so sound uh-huh. just goes
0: everywhere. You so, know? so you are working at a desk, your own personal desk or is this like a huge table that everyone sat at? Uh,
1: so in the open plan scenario, there's a little that what they had was these sort of tables. Well, they had these these things that were divided into like six, <sighs> slots with dividers okay and then um one thing that was nice was the desks were they could be standing you just pull a little oh, lever and nice. you can stand it up or sit it down okay um and they were you don't have to go to a specific one mm. so they basically have a little plug-in you come in with your laptop and you can oh. plug into uh to a monitor mm-hmm. and um and it was so it was a bunch of those in one giant room. It was huh. probably uh, probably seventy-five to a hundred of those what? in in one of the biggest rooms. Yeah,
0: oh, that's huge. And so you had yeah. you had about a hundred people. So a lot of them, some of them would be empty. Okay. So pro- it would. It was maybe about two thirds
1: full, maybe so more than 50? that actually.
0: 50 yeah, ish. 50 so you ish. have 50 people in a room talking on the phone, working on their laptops with no like sound barrier or anything. So if, if one person was talking super loud, the other one's talking super soft, mm-hmm. there's, there's no barrier to, you know, have a quiet conversation. It's just super noisy. Yes. Bro. Oh my gosh. Wow. Must have been hectic.
1: Yeah, it was. So I had the option of going home. So I went home and, uh, <laughs> I do think it was an attempt to save on real estate costs. Okay. Um, it had already been well-documented that this is not good for work productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was, you know, management never said a word about that, even though every business magazine article was saying that oh wait um, so
0: it wasn't good for work productivity going home or staying in the office in an open format
1: the open format
0: the open format okay
1: yeah hmm. um but yeah going to the open format essentially drove me to go home because i ah. needed uh some of my own space you know mm-hmm. and so my point in saying all that is i preferred working from home over being in the open plan but mm-hmm. I preferred being in the cubicle most
0: of all so if you had a choice of having your own cubicle slash office space where you know you can you can set aside time to just you know focus on work mm-hmm. without having any distraction you would prefer that than staying at home doing work at home yes ah oh okay hmm interesting
1: yeah there's there's benefits to you know being able to go into a room with a whiteboard Mm -hmm. and plan things out um you could go over you know to different people just just have uh in-person interactions a lot of times that can be uh much easier for working and Mm -hmm. much more pleasant of a work day as well just you know
0: just having that social connection and and interaction yeah. yeah yeah No, I, I totally agree because, you know, um, as, as a teacher, uh, I had to work from home. Uh, we weren't allowed in the classroom. And so for about a year to two years, we were teaching everything online. And so a lot of other things, you know, that comes along with teaching online. But uh, one of the biggest things, not meaning to cut you off, Sean, but one of the biggest mm-hmm. things uh, from my own experience is that, um, what I would find myself doing working at home for two years and and being isolated from you know, my fellow colleagues and all that year, year and a half, two years. Uh, what I found was that when I went to sleep, I was still in work mode. When I woke up, I was like, okay, when does my class start, I'm in work mode again? And so I'm I, 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 what happened was that my the little space here in my home, Turn into, you know, my work office space, and now my home mm-hmm. was no longer my home. It, it was mm-hmm. my work, and that kind of got me to be very stressed out, just because I didn't have a place to escape. Because every time I went to the place I wanted to escape into, uh, it it just. I, it reminded me of work and I was like, Oh, I have to answer emails, I have to grade, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to prep, I have to, you know, and, and, and it just got to the point where it the boundaries were blurred so much that I couldn't tell if I was working or if I was at home. I know as as weird as that sounds, um, it, it was very hard to separate myself out, out of the work. And when we got the approval to go back to campus, I I can't tell you how wonderful was just to be able to go back to campus even though it's not like a full on office space but we we were able to separate ourselves from our home and and at least mentally I was able to put myself in a in a mental state where it's like no this is work now it's time to buckle down and prep and then when I come home now it's like, okay, now I can work on other things like podcasting, YouTube, Instagram, etc. And so it, it gave me that mental division. Not everyone's gonna experience that obviously, but um I, I I I like you, I do enjoy the ability to go to a working place and having an area where you can say that this is, you know uh, uh, a nice area where you can just focus for that certain amount of time like one hour to two hours of work in in like a office space or a shared space um, so
1: yeah I think mm-hmm. I experienced the same thing as well mm-hmm. my working space was in my bedroom as well mm-hmm. and so it just life turned into this one whole thing and mm-hmm. it was all of the stress and things about work that I have to deal with you know yeah
0: and it um, was, was it like a, also a constant reminder to you as well like right when you woke up you look at your desk in your bedroom and it was like oh i have to go to work now yes yeah yep
1: now also on top of that i was on call so i would get awakened in the middle of the night oh after darn work, so that yeah. that amplified it as well yeah um they say that work if you work from home you should have a totally dedicated space yeah well. <laughs> um
0: that's for people who can afford that you know yeah no we 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 can't afford that <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah we, we we can't afford that and it's it's for for a lot of us it's you know prices are getting more and more expensive and so um and we're not going to get to the whole inflation talk at all. So we're, we're not going to mm-hmm. talk about that in this episode, but it, you know, it, it's harder nowadays. I mean, the money that we earn is not the same as what our parents earned back then, even though it's dollar for dollar kind of thing. Uh, the buying power is a lot less. And so um, it's, it's a lot harder. So that that's, uh, that, that's where I'm going to put it. But But uh, so going back to what what so what did the CEOs in the article what did they discover? Because I, whenever you know we're looking at a business point of view, it's one side of the story. So that's why I wanted to include our side of the story first, just to see if it matches with what the business people see. Uh, Now, Mm -hmm. granted, granted, full disclaimer: there's also you know uh, our own experience, but other people's experience that might experience something different. Like I know a friend of mine, you know, who was a single mom working and it was such a blessing for her to be able to work at home. You know, her productivity went through the roof. Uh, she was able to be at home, make dinner, make, you know, uh, breakfast for her children. And she, without having to drive 40 minutes to get to work, to work in an office space. Uh, so for her working from home was a complete blessing. And so the, there's some positives to 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 you know just working from home and you know for our case we prefer to uh not not designate but we we prefer to segregate our our home life from our work life and so having it combined into one is a little bit uh more difficult i think for you and me right so
1: yeah and yeah. I'll, I'll avoid going on a, a tangent about cars and commuting, but I just read. <laughs> yes, I just read a yes. book called "The Geography of Nowhere," and uh, uh. that's definitely an interesting. Um, the yeah, the commute is a huge factor. Um, yeah.
0: No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, we can do it we can do a future <laughs> episode on that i yes. mean i think for a lot of people uh, on average commute is around 20 to 40 minutes you know uh yeah. for some of us like myself it's about an hour so it, it sucks but you know mm-hmm.
1: and we all we assume mm-hmm. you know because we live in southern california that commuting is in cars but some people commute on bus, trains trains on bus, yep. subways and, mm-hmm. um a lot of that time can be used doing things that you enjoy or or working
0: well i think that's Um, why there was a huge boom in like e-commerce or businesses because you can while you're waiting on a train or on a bus like if you're gonna go like flipping or something like that you're able to do work on your phone and that's the beautiful thing about modern technology is that you know we're able to work on our phone while we're on a bus on a train uh, in the subway unfortunately if you're a driver and you're driving you can't really work on your phone at the same time but what yep. you can do is listen to podcasts such as this and you know grow more knowledgeable <laughs> yep so yeah
1: um so regarding what the different ceos said um there's there's differing opinions and hmm. i do kind of wonder if um the different the the activities that they do in business actually may be biasing their answers. So mm. the first two I'm going to mention are, uh, we'll start with Reed Hastings of Netflix, and oh okay, he was asked about it and he says I don't see any positives to working from home. Not being able to get together in person, particularly internationally, mm-hmm. is a pure negative. Um, now, end quote. Um, huh. he. I uh, now Netflix. Um, I think. Well, let's contrast that with the next one. So the CEO okay. of Aid Hayward Donegan uh-huh. said aggregating top talent, regardless of geographic
0: location, is the key to success. Mm-hmm. So, so you have you, uh, So okay, go on. i was going to start saying something. Go on. Go I on.
1: think. Um, I think my thought about that was Netflix. They have some really difficult technical challenges that they need to uh, surmount Mm -hmm. and having worked on you know surmounting technology technological challenges with other people Mm -hmm. getting together in person and standing at a whiteboard uh is really helpful i mean you can kind of do it over zoom and you can you know draw pictures and you know share those over zoom but um there is something that makes it work a little better when you're all in physical space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Rite Aid may be able to get by, they don't have the same level of technical challenges and they don't require the same level of innovation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and, and in, in like, you know, they may require some innovation, like among top management, who's probably going to meet in person a lot anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of the lower level workers are probably doing the types of jobs that they can do alone, or they can interact with just a small number of people and they don't necessarily need uh, the type of discussion that is benefited from in-person interaction. Mm. What were you? Did you have thoughts about that?
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I love working in a group, or you know, with people, uh, just brainstorming on a whiteboard. That that to me is like, you know, we're we're trying to build something together, right? And, and it brings in the idea of you know just being immersed in that work environment. And yeah, like you said, you could do it from home uh, through Zoom, but when you're at home through Zoom, you also have other distractions involved. You could have, you could be taking care of your newborn. uh, You could be taking care of, you know, your kids or your grandparents or, you know, your dog, your cat. I mean, there will be a lot of distraction, which would take away from that immersion uh, of, you know, that work focus. Um, And so, but on the other hand, you know, with the two CEOs, you got one that's right Aid pharmaceutical type company, you know, uh, grocery outlet kind of thing. And then on the other hand, you have Netflix, which is an entertainment slash acting slash movie type of uh, industry. And so uh, I, I would say that just from my very brief training uh, at a acting studio, if you're trying to do like, uh, auditions and everything, there's a lot more to an actor slash actress than their ability to talk on on a screen, right? Uh, when you're in person, you're actually able to see their body movement from head to toe. You're able to see the uh, inflections in their voice a little bit more clearly because if you're auditioning over a, a lousy microphone, you're not going to get everything. And so I, I can kind of see... Where Netflix might be taking that approach, at least on the acting end of it, um, because you know producers and directors need to know who they're working with, and they need to know that that person has the talent that they are looking for for that specific role. And we're not going to get into much more than that because I, I don't know much more past that. But at least with the directors I have, you know, gotten to talk to and and they were able to share their knowledge with me, uh that's what they are studying while they're looking at you uh at least in the audition room and they're looking at your you know body build, they're looking at the way that you're moving. there's slight nuances, slight habits, you know, uh do you have a little uh personality twist to this character? they're all looking at that stuff and so as well as your confidence. Uh, and so and that doesn't really come, on, uh in a pre-recorded or a video type format especially if the camera's not in the right area the lighting is not good enough uh, or the microphone's not good it's going to be really hard just to base it off of that unless you're like a top tier type of actor slash actress on the other hand with the right aid you know uh if you're doing a lot of uh you know office type of administrative type of duties where you're instilling new ideas, new projects, new marketing that could easily be done at home because it doesn't require more than the product that you're going to be sharing on the screen anyways, uh, in terms of like a presentation, marketing paper uh, stuff. I I don't know too much about that industry either, but I, I could see both sides. Um. And so, yeah, I, I that that that's my opinion at least. I, I can see both sides. I can see why Netflix is like, no, we we got to meet in person. Uh, and I can see why Right Aid is like, no, I I think we can work from home because the job description doesn't require us to go further than that, uh, or at least the the uh, the goals that you're looking for in that certain aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um yeah that's interesting you know i thought of netflix in terms of working on technology mm. um definitely you know working on a tv show doing auditions and uh, mm-hmm. and filming that would absolutely have to be done together yeah um, but i think that culture is going to spill over even into the the office right people yeah. who are producers and stuff mm-hmm. don't want to just go into an office where their workers are all not there it's like, yeah
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially if you need real-time changes like edits. If you're going to do video editing or sound editing and you're the director slash producer, you want to be able to tell your sound editing manager or film manager, it's like, hey, I don't want this scene here. Uh, Let's let's take it from angle, like scene five, take three or something like that. And let's take a spin on this and rearrange the story just a a tiny bit. And so... And It's it's one of those live On the spot type of edits And so if you're trying to do that over Zoom It's a little bit harder um, And so mm-hmm. yeah I agree with you
1: Now also from that article mm-hmm. They had uh, CEO David Kenny of Nielsen Corp
0: mm-hmm. He
1: has a hybrid vision He said Ooh. the company will convert Their New York offices to team meeting spaces mm-hmm. Where employees can Gather once or twice a week And mm-hmm. um, he said, if you're coming and working at your desk, you certainly could do that from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, we have leases that are coming due, and it's absolutely driving these kinds of decisions. And yeah. he also said, he's done an about face on this. So mm-hmm. he was previously staunch, and he's starting to change his mind about that.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: So the hybrid approach seems like uh, it's, I think that's going to work for a lot of organizations that's probably going to be the way that a lot of places go and that means um you can in some ways you can get the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. you know um it does kind of it's an issue of how often you require people to come in Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's just kind of a a unique trade-off
0: No, I was actually, to build on that, I was actually watching an Economist video about a week, two weeks-ish ago, and they were actually talking about uh, this concept of hybridization, where now now companies are looking at what their employees want, which is great because, you know, we need more of that nowadays. Um, But they're looking at the productivity. They're also looking at the convenience that their employees are, you know, able to have and a lot of times the employees want to work from home because you know we don't want to again we don't want to commute 40 minutes in traffic during rush hour just to get to work and then commute another 40 minutes to an hour during coming uh, at home rush hour traffic you know and so what companies are finding or at least the the ones that they were talking about on the economist uh youtube channel uh they're saying that you know why don't we just convert it to if you want to come into the office, you can. If not, stay at home, do your work at home and do Zoom meetings. But because of this, why? as a company and we're trying to make a profit, we're just going to sell all of our office buildings now and we're just going to lease a, a one building. So not only are they cutting off bigger expenses, which is, you know, the rent and all of that, but now they only have to lease a, a, a building rather than own 10 buildings or at least 10 buildings so that it provides a office space for their workers. And they're like, well, we get to save money. You guys get to work from home. It's a win-win situation. And so why not? Uh, if you guys don't want to come to the office anymore, fine, work at home. We're just going to sell all of our buildings. And so I thought that was really interesting that, that uh, companies are now slowly adopting that model and, you know, at home work, life, hybrid work life is becoming more prominent. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Now this leads for some people, this leads to an anxiety. I saw this article from NPR. Uh, People are wondering if they will be penalized for working from home. Will their boss look down on them or pass them up for a promotion or something because this other person is showing up in the office
0: yeah that that's that's so subjective i feel that's like Mm -hmm. it it depends on the culture i think uh, of of the company itself like from the top down i mean if this uh, if if the the top executives don't even care that you come into the office or not as long as you get the job done and we Mm -hmm. and and you're getting paid for that job so you better produce that as long as you can get it done we don't care where you're at And and if top management is already sharing that type of culture to uh and it goes down into the workforce i think it'll be fine but if you have like a very traditional type of uh ceo or management where it's like no you have to come into work exactly on the time so that your time card says you know nine o'clock exactly i think you're going to have a little bit more trouble and it might be uh that's uh you would get looked down upon i mean if you if we just take a look at today, just just right now, even pre-COVID, if you look at, uh, and again, I can't say this from my own experience. This is experience that someone shared with me. But if you look at the Asian uh, countries, um, Japan and South Korea, uh, a couple of my friends tell me that, hey, you know, we're working, but our boss isn't leaving. Uh, At 5 p.m. We work from 9 to 5. That's our time. But the boss isn't leaving at 5 p.m. They're staying. And so if we as the employees leave before our boss, we're going to get looked down upon because we're not working as hard as our boss. And so, again, that that stems from the culture of the company. And so, yeah, to go on what you're saying, I I really think that it's going to be a hard transition for a lot of traditional uh, type of models. But for the newer companies, the emerging companies that are that are happening right now, I think it'll be a little bit easier. Uh, a lot of, you know, schools are now embracing Zoom now. I mean, you know, before online education was like, no, we got to have students in class. But now we're seeing more and more um, hybrid type of approaches. And who knows where, where this will lead. So.
1: Yeah. And I think you hit on Something that is a key issue for me that that doesn't seem to come up in these discussions. Mm. Management needs first and foremost to track the work of the people, mm-hmm. um, and you know this often can lead to some sort of difficult conversations and interactions where it's like, "Hey, are you know looking at how much you're producing compared to what this other person's producing? You know, do you think we could do better, or things like that?" Mm-hmm. When people, when everyone has to show up and work in front of you all the time, Mm -hmm. they're going to, like, half the work is done for you. They're going to police themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think in some ways, managers and bosses get lazy um, and slash, or they try to save money by sort of letting the employees go more on autopilot. Mm -hmm. But when everyone's working from home, then you have to sit down and ask yourself, what do I expect this person to deliver? What do I need them to deliver? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I make sure they're delivering it, you know? And how do I facilitate that? I need to do the job of management, you know. Mm-hmm. I think some of the complaints from managers strike me as just managers who, don't want to do the job you know it's like learn learn to track the work learn to follow the work and make sure it gets done you know i
0: I think it's a little bit harder than that um and this is just coming from my experience as a teacher like you know the, the the way that managers are is like how we are as teachers as well we expect the most out of our students but when it comes time to grading the students right and if you know they they're not doing well you know the consequences of that is they're not going to do well. They're going to get a bad grade on their report card and their GPA goes down, which could affect their future. Right. And with a lot of managers, they might have to do the same thing where they're grading, quote unquote, right, uh, their employees to see how much they're producing. And if the employee is not produ- one of the employees is not producing a lot, like you said. Now comes time for that tough conversation. Hey, are you going to do better or do we have to let you go? And that just generally most managers, I, I feel, I mean, for me, I feel that that would be a, a, a tough conversation that I don't want to partake in. And so at least that if you're coming to the office, then I could be like, hey, you're you're here at the office, you're on work time. Okay, get get more of the job done. And then, you know, if now we're grading them from at home, how do we quantify the measure, right? Because everyone has a different rate at working. Some might get the job done in one hour, where others, it might take five hours. And so how do we properly Mm -hmm. gauge that without being biased and without being like, hey, this person was able to get this job done? Now, from a business perspective, right, at least if you were to hire someone you want the fastest worker, the most efficient, the most, you know, uh, able to produce. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to give that person the job much more easily. Uh, but then that leads to another issue where it might snowball out where now majority of your workforce is going to have to get let go because of, of a very few, very productive people um, in this scenario. Again, you know, things happen and, who knows what will happen but it, it it's a very fine line i feel and i think that's why we're having such a huge issue uh just with that and, and again if you're even in the office you still have to have that talk every once in a while but i don't think it will be as frequent as what we're seeing now with people going at home because now the managers has to see hey who's producing and who's not uh because you know that that's company money uh so to speak so Oh, man, I I wish we could be very black and white about this, but I I can uh, I can see from both sides. And and that's the unfortunate part, because, you know, I I want to have the convenience of working from home. I absolutely do. But like we talked about earlier, working from home, sometimes it just blurs everything together. And we're no longer productive because now we're anxious. We're stressed when we wake up having an office space great at least i can dissociate myself from home and just work in my office Mm -hmm. on the opposite hand going to the work and i have to commute you know there's a lot of pros and cons and i think the hybrid approach where you know most of the work can be done from home but there will be a couple days where you have to be uh on site I think that's probably the best case for most people. Now, if you're working from, you know, out of the state or out of the country, that's a whole total different issue. But I think for the general consensus, having that hybrid approach or even just cutting down to a four-day work week, I mean, that would be awesome too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, aren't they talking about that? We're supposed to go on a four-day work week now? I hope that passes, you know? People have been talking about that on the cusp of happening. You know, and there's so many YouTube videos on on what's happening uh, with the hybrid approach, and they're pretty much saying it's not going away. Uh, this hybrid lifestyle, now that people have had the taste for it, businesses have to adapt now. The, the mm-hmm. model has to be adapted because you know even me i'm the, whenever i'm called in to go into a meeting right i'm i'm like okay is this meeting so important where i have to be on site or can i work from you know the comfort of my home and and still be working right and so at least i could see that as being a hypothetical issue it's like okay well is this meeting absolutely required or can i just you know work from home and just listen to what management has to say kind of thing mm-hmm. um now, if you're like a top executive where you need to be all on site, you know, you can't uh, avoid that. So. But who knows? I mean, look at us, Sean. We're doing a podcast virtually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not in person. Uh, and it, it works. I mean, mm-hmm. you're able to use your sound equipment. I'm able to use my sound equipment and it works. Right. And so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we could try just meeting up one of these days and doing it in person and see how that <laughs> turns out with sound quality. But, you know, there's pros and cons to either situation. And I think that's, it's it's a, it's a case-by-case basis, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, I think this is a great place to stop. What do you think, Sean?
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: All right. So, everyone, thank you so much for staying tuned to the very end. Uh, what are your opinions about the work-life uh, situation nowadays. Do you like the hybrid work? Do you not like it? What is what is it? Are we missing something here? Uh, because as companies and as you know, in uh, future investments, this is going to be a big thing that's going to change in a lot of modalities, and you're going to see on their financial reports that they're selling their buildings, and they're making a, a, a better profit or margin. And so I'm I'm really this this relates to investing by far i mean this is this is this is a number that you want to see uh especially if profit margin is going up you want to know why they're going up so but anyways without uh with that being said don't forget don't trade a dollar for a penny and we will see everyone in the next episode take care everyone